Welcome to Deeply Disturbing Things, the podcast. I'm Macy. And I'm Naomi. And we're two anxious counselors who like to talk about deeply disturbing things. And we believe laughter is the best medicine. Oh, so, and wine. But yes. L'chaim. 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 That was pretty good. You have a hairball and you're just like, kind of clear. I don't often have hairballs as a frame of reference, but um, I have seen my cat throw up a hairball channel a cat time yes i just cracked into my wine for some reason i always find that extremely amusing for some reason what why what cracked into the words or just just... like drinking wine out of a can in general i think it's funny it's the new normal for me i'm like what do you mean you (laughs) drink it out of a can like of course (laughs) don't you (laughs) yeah uh, we just had a uh a technical almost issue Naomi thought that she was sounding echoey and then I put on her headset and then we just figured out her headset sucks we just decided it was me yeah it's just you it usually is and then I decided that you have a short head yeah I don't understand (laughs) you're saying that you have a long head either that or your ears are higher I do have a round a very round face because when I tried your headphones they were above my ears is why I'm saying oh really yeah I, I I like them yeah, yours. I don't feel like my ears are lower than normal. Hmm. What's normal? Really? Though? Average. Average. Typical. Typical. I like typical. Yes. Typical ear level. I told you about my my mistake this week, and I just figured I'd share it even more publicly. Yeah, do it. <laughs> so I had an employee reach out saying that they had a doctor's appointment for their mom. I, however, misread that because I just woke up and this may be a good reason to like not respond to messages right away. And my foggy brain, because, and I think this is COVID is I just assume the worst now. And I responded and said, yes, that's fine. I'm sorry for your loss. (gasps) I know. And it was a like, I assumed their family member had died. You went there, which straight there. Well, and they clearly had said they were taking them to a doctor's appointment. So it was like one, I obviously didn't read it or pay attention fully and just assumed their loved one had passed. Well, I was we super see where your head's at. Everybody's dying. Yes, that's where my head's at. Um, it's a very dark place. In, but in your head. In my head. The sunshine coming out though feels nice. I do gotta say, like it was so sunny yesterday. It feels nice to have spring coming. I'm going to, if I can find it. I read something really good on the Instagrams today, which doesn't always happen. And now I just need to figure out what their Instagram name is so I can look it up. Oh my god. Never mind. This could Excuse be me. Like, <laughs> is this take way a too whole long. thing that, that you didn't plan ahead of oh, time? Oh, it was because I was putting in the wrong letter because I'm not wearing my glasses. Okay. So this is not only an Instagram friend, but somebody I actually know from the neighborhood. Real lifer. Yes. And so Exciting. he posted this morning, which I thought was pretty spot on to what I think. If we replaced cancel culture with critical thinking, we'd have empathetic conversations instead of emotional reactions. And by talking, we'd learn to separate honest mistakes from actual hate. 
I love yeah, that. That is really good and like, relates a lot with topics we've had recently. Yeah, I just people are just too quick mm-hmm. to shut stuff down and react mm-hmm. instead of let's let's try to understand. You know, like instead of understanding the text, I just jumped to someone died. You did. I That's did. a perfect example. I am just the, take a pause. Take I'm a the breath. Perfect example of what went wrong. <sighs> just take a breath. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> I was going to write a short essay tonight, but I didn't get to it. Why? About what? Because I've been in turmoil about my hair salon situation. It's getting... I've been in turmoil. (laughs) Because here's the gist of it, is I don't like to hurt people's feelings. Like at the heart of this. That's what the heart... systemic problem that we have as a nation, as a people, as a world. That's at the heart of this whole dilemma. Sometimes people's feelings need to be hurt. Sometimes we just need to hear it and move on. Not in this case. And I feel like it can be avoided. Oh, so you have a plan. I'm formulating a plan. (laughs) This is dangerous. Go on. But, you know, I uh, scheduled an appointment with a third person at the same salon. Mm -hmm. The very next day while I was buying a kombucha in the afternoon, I'm standing in line next to my current mm-hmm. salon person who was looking at me and I'm sure looking at my hair situation. I mean, they have to, they're hair people. You'd think they're just constantly judging hair. At least in my mind, that's what they're doing. They're constantly judging other people's hair. We constantly Cut, judge style, people. color. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're like secretly doing a quick diagnostic psychosocial assessment but we're not so don't ask us it's not for you it's for us it's just for us and it's just a quick snapshot it's nothing like we can bill for no yeah (laughs) put your insurance card away (laughs) so it's just I mean that is what I'm living with like this turmoil of I don't want to hurt people's feelings but I do want a decent haircut so then I here's how I'm working it out in my mind so that I come out feeling good about this. <laughs> so <laughs> as much as it's say. about other people, it's actually really about avoiding bad feelings for yourself. Yes, because okay. yeah. Yeah, because so, yeah. <laughs> here's the thing. I never agreed to a monogamous relationship with any of my salon providers. You didn't We never had contract. that talk. Okay, pause. Can I just stop yes. that right yeah. there yeah. for a moment? Okay, so- since you're putting this in relationship terms, most people, when they start dating someone, like when they start spending exclusive time together, that there's an assumption made that you're not sleeping around. And then what happens is someone finds out the other person's sleeping around and then the other person goes, but wait, we never verbally said that. And the other person's hurt anyways, because it doesn't matter but are the are these old traditions that are <laughs> that we need to let go of, Macy? Because are you, are you making this like a moral high ground now? Is this like a as long as I end up on top, that's what I'm I'm aiming for. Mm. So I've always come to it like that. Like, yeah. okay, you're my hair person. I'm committed to you. When I leave you, I go to the front desk, I schedule another appointment with you. Mm. But I'm rethinking that. Who says that's how it is? Is that something I'm creating? Is that necessary? You mean the concept of loyalty? Yes. Does it even exist in the salon world? Am I just making that up? 
I mean, I'm sure it does on some level. I mean, what if they people they have reoccurring appointments? We have reoccurring appointments for clients. But what if I just was like, I'll just take whoever has a soonest appointment every time. What if you had a counseling client that just mixed it up every time? Because <laughs> someone's working on something. You're a piece of art that evolves over time. Well, here's the thing. I've decided not to be my monogamous. To let you on the top. <laughs> I have decided okay. that in my hair salon relationships, I'm going to be Polly, and and that's the way it's going to be. I'm yeah. going to see all of them, and then I can hurt nobody and everybody at the same time equally. I'm going to go through the list and see every single person. Then it's equal, <laughs> equal hurt or equal love. Do you see why I was going to write an essay? I to mean, puzzle this out? I, I, I just kind of. <laughs> just spewed it out I really see you wanting my validation right now and I really just even at like a core level I just don't want to give it to you just because um <laughs> so I'm thinking about this very carefully you're a dick but you're allowed to be a dick and you can go see anybody else you want to how's that I'm gonna see them all I'm gonna see everyone on the list okay you're still and a I dick. think that's gonna make it you're like still I was, a dick like in like it's fine. intentional and also it's fine I mean okay d- you know maybe I was ambivalent maybe she wasn't that into you anyways you're still a dick she wasn't that into you anyways it's fine you can go see someone else I mean they might not even care I might be creating this whole turmoil in my head absolutely they see a ton of people all the time um do you think she'll notice absolutely a hundred percent it's a tiny (laughs) salon what if I'm sitting right next to her in the next chair yeah, you're going to at some point. Well, I, the first person I see every time just, I go in, he says, hi, Naomi. I feel like it's very pointed. <laughs> well, and just wait, <laughs> like, just wait until you all of a sudden figure out that every one there is worse than her. And then you go back to her. <laughs> well, maybe I just need to try them out. Here's why I stopped seeing the first guy, which I realized was also my own fucked upness in my brain. Um he put way too much sea salt spray in when he was styling me. Mm. It was like a thick mass. Like you had just been on the beach for six hours. <laughs> like rubbing spray. my head in a seaweed patch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't cute. And then I, I gave him a couple tries because that's mm-hmm. what you do. You date three times before you make a decision. And um, <laughs> and then I, I quit him. Mm-hmm. And then I learned later when I went to do the first person, it was like when the pandemic was sort of lifting a little bit mm-hmm. and she said, oh, I'm so glad we're allowed to blow dry now. We weren't allowed to during COVID. So that's why oh. he didn't blow dry me and just put a shit ton of sea spray in. I see. It was a way around not being able to blow dry. I'm like, oh, I judge so harshly. So this goes back to your point earlier of not jumping to a quick decision. <laughs> I see. So you're still wrong. Um, I gave him three tries and has way too much sea salt spray. How many tries have you given her? A lot. Okay. Maybe five. Too many. I think she's so nice. That's great. And that's nice. Doesn't do your hair. My, my hair just, (laughs) I've taken issue with some things with your hair. So I think you should leave her immediately and, you know, maybe just, you don't like my plan to see everybody and just be Polly. Well, you're not seeing everybody. You're not going there once a week and seeing I'm everybody. Going to. It's not, you know, you don't get to get away with Mark like, my I'm words. not really breaking up with you. I'll be back. No, we're just going to have an open relationship. Are you going to tell her that? 
<laughs> She'll see me in the chair next door. All right. <laughs> That's great. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to complicated problems with easy solutions. It's so complicated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah, all right. I get got. to go first. Any other check-in items? No, before? I think that's enough. I'm already sweaty and emotional. Okay. <laughs> don't look at my screen. Okay. Don't look at my screen. Your screen's not even on. I know, but I still want to angle it away from you. No. Don't look at my dark screen. Because you're a dick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the word of the day. I'm sorry. All right. I'll take it. So I picked a topic, last minute per usual, but... I actually wanted to know more about this because can you see my screen? No. Is it too bright? I can dim it. No, it's fine. I just wanted to move away so that I could look at you and not feel tempted to look at your screen. All right. I want to make all the eye contact. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to make you feel really just, connected. You and know, that's my favorite. <laughs> okay. Anyways, this is a topic that I don't know that much about, but I've heard about it. Okay. And I know I learned about it at some point, but I know it was definitely like American education system level learned about it. So you probably barely learned anything and it was completely whitewashed. (laughs) I'm going to talk about the Bay of Pigs invasion. Oh, I know nothing about this. So this will be great. Okay. Because I've heard people talk about it and like they have some attitude about it. And I'm like, okay. Here's Um, the thing with history. It was fifth period, geography, history, (laughs) all that stuff was fifth period after lunch. I never went. Mine, I think mine was fifth period too. Is that yeah. just a thing? Well, you'd go to lunch, you'd smoke a dupe. You're not going to go back. I never did any of that. <laughs> You're sitting at the wall. I was a good student. We had the wall. It was where the cool stoner kids sat at lunch oh. and smoked the dubes. I sat in a hallway <laughs> with the like gothic slash nerdy kids playing uh, magic cards on the floor. That's what I remember specifically. Oh, you were an indoor kid. I didn't play I see the difference cards, between us. But <laughs> absolutely. There were the cool kids outside in the I sunshine. I was an outdoor kid. We were in the hallway that the light didn't work. <laughs> we had to be yes. without smoke alarms. Yes. In the out of doors. In the out of doors. Yes. <laughs> we had to be somewhere where the cards would lay down flat. And not get dirty <laughs> with the earth. No, it doesn't look good on your black pants and your black <laughs> shirt that goes with your black <laughs> eyeliner <laughs> and your black dyed hair and your shaggy bangs that cover your eyes that was me that was my entire life not much has changed I, I had a lot like I would do a lot of violent not like the heavy heavy but then I even thought it was heavier than it really was which made I interviewed at KFC for my first job ever and they they were telling me the dress code and I'm like oh gosh you're gonna tell me that like can't have this much makeup on or whatever and and he's like yes and definitely not like gothic makeup no heavy eyeliner I'm sitting there like oh I thought I was doing that (laughs) (laughs) not heavy enough fail goth fail yeah so and borderline punk phase of what could have been punk in 2004 for whatever (laughs) that's worth okay so bay of pigs invasion what do you know? Do you I know? know nothing? You know nothing. I'm going to educate the crud out Was of you. Was there a bay? Were there pigs? There were so no questions. pigs. No pigs. I'll knock that off right off. Was the there top. a bay? I was hoping it was a bay. Okay. There was a bay. It was called the Bay of Pigs. I'm interested to know. All right. Okay. So first of all, well, since you don't know it, I'm kind of, I kind of want to work backwards a little bit instead of telling you, do you even like know the outcome of it? I know nothing. I don't okay. even know. Is this a U.S. thing? 
Yes. I don't even know. I know nothing. Dude, the CIA was involved. Okay, so sort of right. modern. No. Well, ish. Ish. I mean, it wasn't the 1800s. I don't think we had CIA then. Well, that came later, yes. But it was like 1959, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 1961, 
like sweating now. No, I'm really sweaty. I'm actually going to take my sweater off. Maybe it's just hot in here and it smells like flowers. It's hot in here and it smells like Easter lilies. <laughs> you had a lot of them in a small space. This is not okay. This is All my right. room. This is why I like our podcast. It's whatever we need it to be. Um, oh okay. So Fidel Castro <laughs> took over as a leader um, in Cuba and just keep in mind that when he took over, we had actually had a lot of control in Cuba at the time, which I didn't, again, I didn't know. So the previous Batista, um, he had been a corrupt and repressive dictator, but he was considered to be pro-American. He was an ally to the U.S. companies. And at that time, American corporations and wealthy individuals owned almost half of Cuba's sugar plantations and a majority of cattle ranches, mines, and uh, utilities. So the U.S. owned a lot of land. Um, so he wasn't a good leader, but we profited a lot off of Batista being there. So and Batista just like let that happen. He didn't really care. He was also reliably anti-communist. So if we think about this era, that was a big deal. Um, Castro, by contrast, he disapproved of the uh, approach Americans took to business in Cuba. It was time, he believed, for Cubans to assume more control in their own nation. So he would say, Cuba see, Yankees know. Hmm. And that became a popular uh, slogan of his. So almost as soon as he came to power, he started taking steps to reduce American influence on the island. He nationalized American-dominated industries such as sugar and mining, introduced land reform schemes, um, uh, called on other Latin American governments to act uh, for more autonomy. So really just kind of saying like, okay, this isn't for the U.S. anymore. We're going to start, I mean, I'm assuming take more profit from it for Cuba, uh, which in response, in 1960, President Eisenhower authorized the CIA to recruit 1,400 Cuban exiles living in Miami and train them to overthrow Castro. Mm, inside job. Right? So to actually have <coughs> the U.S. so interested enough to hire secretive American operatives to try to have him assassinated, even at certain points, they um, very interested in how much he threw off their money. And I think control had a lot to do with that too, just feeling like they had control. So in 1960, Castro had diplomatic relations with the Soviet Union and the U.S. responded by prohibiting the importation of Cuban sugar. So now the U.S. is saying, no, you can't send that product out. To prevent the Cuban economy from collapsing sugar exports to the U.S., um, they they uh, the USSR agreed to buy the sugar um so like there's all these like going back and forth that had to happen between because of the bad relations that we had with Russia um and Cuba not being able to sell their their products so 1961 the next year the US government severed diplomatic relations with Cuba and stepped up preparations for an invasion so things like started escalating pretty quickly on the U.S. side. Uh, State Department and other advisors to the new American president, John F. Kennedy, maintained that Castro actually posed no real threat to America, but the new president believed that masterminding the Cuban leader's removal would show Russia, China, and skeptical Americans that he was serious about winning the Cold War. Aha. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Aha. Uh -huh. 
Aha. Okay, so let's talk about what the plan was. What was the plan? For the Bay of Pigs. Okay, so first of all, Kennedy inherited Eisenhower's CIA campaign. That's so Kennedy stepped into Eisenhower's plan. Okay. And he was supposed to train and equip a guerrilla army of Cuban exiles, but he himself had doubts that this was a good plan. The last thing he wanted, he said, was, quote, direct overt intervention by the American military in Cuba. The Soviets would likely see this as an act of war and might retaliate. However, CIA officers told him they could keep U.S. involvement a secret if all went according to plan and that the campaign would spark an anti-Castro uprising on the island. Okay. So they're getting Kennedy like, hey, don't back out of this plan because they've spent over a year at this point planning all this. Got it. Okay. So most Cubans did not agree. Um, Well, okay. So a lot of Cubans liked Castro for what he was doing for Cuba, um, but many didn't agree with his revolution style. Some left for exile to the U.S., um, Miami. And really the Bay of Pigs invasion of 1961 was going to fail before it even started. And here's why. So Kennedy, we talked about, canceled at the last minute the U.S. airstrikes that would have neutralized Castro's aviation. So there was this plan. We're going to come in. We're going to take out his air supply, basically, and any bombers he, he didn't has. didn't really want the U.S. really involved. No. He, again, saw that, like, okay, if we do that, it's going to be very obvious that we did it. So he wanted way less. So he... Unless you sharpie out the U.S. flag on the planes or something. They did that. They not, did that? with sharpies, but they painted the planes. Sneaky AF. I know. So just a foreshadowing here. I came up with that as a joke and they actually did that. Right. So wow. they, this whole liberating Cuba from Castro idea, this whole war lasted less than 72 hours to give a little foreshadowing of what actually happened. Okay. Okay. They landed in the morning of April 17th, 1961. By the afternoon of April 19th, they had already been defeated, the U.S. That's fast. Yeah. The survivors of the, um, the 2000 or 2506 Brigade were released more than a year later. Um, they actually were held um, in, yeah, as uh, prisoners of war. The surviving members of the invading force are still waiting in exile for the fall of the Cuban socialist government. So there's still people. Cuba in turn commemorates every April 19th, the defeat by a small nation of by an army of mercenaries funded by the world's most powerful country. So it's still celebrated today. As a Cuba versus yes. US war. Mm-hmm. Wow. As a big victory for them. And that's been 60 years and they still are doing that. Okay, so. Da, 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 da. Uh, Castro had um, a lot of, or there was a lot of anti-Castro youth in certain pockets. And so that's where they kind of gathered the exiles from Mm. to make their CIA, or not CSI, uh, (laughs) CIA, CIA, thank you, a little bundle of um, spies and people to kind of like stir up rhetoric to get to try to turn, turn everything over. 
It was about 1,400 men that were recruited for that. So did they really misjudge the effects of that plan? Okay, so yes. And I think the change from Eisenhower administration had a had a big impact on that. Do you know what money Eisenhower is on? I don't. Which one's he? A dime. <laughs> is there a reason for that? I don't know. Maybe that was the money they needed a face for that year. <laughs> Fair. So, okay, let's pick it up. Kennedy wanted to deny the participation. So they cut down the amount of aircraft that were going to be provided from 16 to 8. Okay. And he urged the CIA to modify the zone in time for the landing. He didn't want it public because originally it was supposed to actually be done like during the day and in this like well-known area. And so he's like, you need to find a more secretive place to do this and have less, you know, visual impact. That was kind of his whole thing. If we're going to do it, it's going to be secret. As secret as possible. He gave them the CIA three days to re-elaborate the whole plan that they'd spent a year on. Make it secret. Make it safe. <laughs> make it secret. Make it safe. Okay. Kennedy reduced, oh, I was just kidding. They chose what would later prove to be one of the worst possible sites, the Bay of Pigs. So that's a location in Cuba. So the bay is actually called the Bay of Pigs. Yes. Okay. It's a hard to reach inlet in the south of the island. In the zone, coastlines are hostile. It's swampy and there's a lot of mangroves and razor sharp, what they call dog's teeth um, reefs. And uh, which made it really hard to be stealthy and speedy when you don't know the area or you're not local. Are there pigs there? There are no pigs there. Why is it called the Bay of Pigs for the love I mean, of God, Macy? Okay. And to be fair, I did not look up why the Bay of Pigs was called the <sighs> Bay of Pigs. That'll have to be a follow-up for a check-in. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> so near the Bay of Pigs, there was also an airport, which was actually used for refueling of the invaders' aircraft. So they were also... By changing location, they were now very close to where their enemy could fill up their fuel. Gas her up. Okay. So uh, one of the lead CIA people completed his first anti-aircraft cannon exercise and was waiting anxiously to, to get that going. But at daybreak on the same day, the combat alarm rang. Um, invading aircraft had, bom had bombed two airports in Havana and another one in Santiago. We went out immediately, said they ordered us to take out the cannon and we were deployed to a beach. When we arrived, they told us that on daybreak, April 15th, mercenary aircraft had attacked our airfield and killed seven of us. Oh, this is, sorry, this isn't the CIA. This is George Ortega Delgado. So he was on the other side. On the other side, okay. On the other side. Okay. Can't we all get along? Can't we all get along? Okay, so April 15th, the bombardment was the first one that Kennedy had authorized to destroy Castro's aircraft before the landing scheduled for April 17th. So that was supposed to kind of like reduce some of the impact of them being able to attack once uh, they landed on the, the beach. This is definitely an offensive. Yes, um, here's a photo real quick of the map. So this is where they came out and bombed on the, the beach line there. I love those kind of maps that show like little plane paths and <laughs> little, little plane planes. Paths. 
<laughs> and little countries. So they killed seven people, but very few Cuban airplanes were actually hit. And uh, from what I read, it sounded like Castro actually knew ahead of time that this was going to happen. He had found out somehow and actually moved his critical uh, airplanes out. So it didn't really do much. Uh, Castro's Air Force did actually manage to shoot down one of the invading aircrafts as well. After the bombardment, a plane with Cuban insignia landed in Key West, Florida. Its pilot said he was a deserter from Castro's armed forces. Is this the sneakiness? Yes. In reality, he was part of the CIA plan to avoid involving the U.S. in the attack. So, uh, Did anybody yeah. buy this? Uh, it only lasted a few hours. It's before... a little bit Trojan horse yes. to me. So the U.S. denied it all. Oh, good future topic. Let me write Ooh, it in that my is list. a good one. Um, all the world learned that the aircraft were American and that they wanted to pretend that the attack had been executed by Cuban deserters. With suspicions aroused over U.S. participation, Kennedy canceled the rest of the airstrikes. He's like, nope, done. They're on to us. <laughs> run, <laughs> run away. Freaking Eisenhower starting stuff that he felt he had to finish landing. A, so this, he had a huge blow against the objectives for the, the uh, 2506 brigade that now had no sufficient air support. So this brigade still supposed to go into the Bay of Pigs. Oh, so that's so still, part still happening, but not the big loud airdrop part. The bombardment. Yeah, bombardment. Okay. Uh, at this point... <laughs> None of the invaders really knew um, that it was over at that point, that like everyone already knew what was happening. They still, and I say invaders, the US invading, um, still thought like game on, they're on the boat, they're approaching Larga Beach at the narrow um, end of the narrow way to get to the Bay of Pigs. So like they're coming in thinking like, we got this, <laughs> everything's still on track. But for months, Castro had been suspecting aggression. He knew against the war with the U.S. would be like David and Goliath, and he was pretty well prepared for it. So here, I'll show you the picture of the Bay of Pigs. So this is where they would come in at here. Okay. Yeah. Do you have so like on your map how close the like end of Florida is to Cuba? I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, so here's and right here the landing. So the U.S. landed. Uh, let's see here. So the ratio is 1.2 troops to 20 point troops ratio wise uh, for how many Castro troops were there. So we were terribly outnumbered. Why? Oh, yeah. So such cockiness. I mean, Castro literally had the whole beach being patrolled before they even got there. So like they knew they were coming. Uh, they heard noises, they shone flashlights. So uh, we underestimated yeah. and we, the power of the resistance there. And and just like the planning, I think that they're thinking that it was going to be kept secret was the biggest thing. Like word spread pretty quickly in Cuba. It's a small place. It's an island. So People like the gossip. So they they heard noises on the beach. These patrols. Hey, they saw them. Heard, the open U.S. Fire. is going to invade us tomorrow. <laughs> it's like water cold. Shit, we better talk. get some guys down there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go patrol. So 
they managed to capture a few of the militias uh, who had time to sound the alarm, but the surprise was completely gone. There was no surprise. Castro's troops were mobilizing to repel the invasion, and there were still many um, invaders waiting to land. So they, Cuba was like, they're ready to go. <laughs> and we're still have boats unloading. Ready to go. <laughs> yes. Okay, so... George Ortega, who I mentioned before, and his anti-aircraft battery arrived at the province of Matanzas, not how you say that, where the Bay of Pigs is located on April 17th. This is where he found out he would fight against 1,200 men who had managed to disembark in Cuba, besides the paratrooper battalion that had been airdropped in a nearby area. Another brigade member stayed at the rear guard without moving and he remembers hearing the militiamen the sounds of tanks and mortar fires so like the the battle was happening it's happening mm-hmm. it was in that speech that castro declared for the first time the socialist nature so he gave a speech that day um about the socialist nature of the revolution and he called on the people to repel the mercenaries so now he's making like a public plea to go and fight the mercenaries. It's rallying the troops. Mm-hmm. It's like Braveheart. <laughs> yes. Okay. So they ended up with the cancellation of the airstrikes. Uh, they were very easy prey uh, because Castro's air fleet was intact. So the boats carrying air- aircraft fuel that had been lost in the invading planes could not use the airport near there as they had originally planned. They now needed to fly hours round trip to the base in Nicaragua to refuel. So each time they returned to Cuba, they had less than an hour to carry out the bombing. So even the planes that they had like weren't effective. And it was crews removed one of the machine guns from the airplanes to make it lighter, but that left them more vulnerable. So they're already having like things are just going wrong. 24 hours after the April 17th landing, the invaders had already lost two of their six ships and half of their air fleet. The rest of the vessels retreated to an open to the open sea, so out, the, out of that channel, to avoid more damage. And on April 19th, four American flight instructors based in Nicaragua flew to support the brigade members who had been left to fight themselves and or fight for themselves when Fidel's forces shot them down. Um, Lopez said that they didn't have to die, but they felt they had to support us. It was a great gesture. Hmm. April 19th. So Castro knows the enemy is facing difficulties at this point. He can clearly see that they're getting some leeway. He orders a full advance to bottle them up against the coastline. So now he's trying to pin them up uh, to keep them from going out to the open sea. His troops start coming in in waves more and more armored carriers, mortars, airplanes. By the third day, the invaders don't have ammunition, aircraft, or any escape routes. They ended up surrendering um, in the afternoon, April 19th. It's kind of complicated to understand how many um, deaths on each side there were, but um, the president of the Veterans Association calculates that there were 103 deaths and another 100 wounded. He thinks the casualties were low, taking into account that the fighting only went on for three days. So that's probably why. Um, On Cuba's side, one of the commanders who led the resistance said that one of their books said 176 deaths. The invasion of the Bay of Pigs was really a tremendous, arrogant miscalculation by the CIA, according to one report. (laughs) 
<laughs> the intelligence agency's leaders were convinced that Castro's revolution was unpopular. It was so unpopular that all that was needed was a military invasion by opponents to spark an uprising. So their whole goal was a spark an uprising for people to come in who may be more pro-American. Okay. And less common. Because why wouldn't everybody love us? Yeah. We're so cute. <laughs> I don't know how cute we were back then. Well, we had a cute president, at least. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. So they we just kind of thought we could go in there, disrupt some things, and there'd be enough people who were anti-Castro who would then want to take over. But the truth was that Castro is fairly popular. He'd given people electricity and agriculture. Um, the CIA really started from a false and poor premise to carry out the invasion in general. That's a bad intel. Mm-hmm. And it's not too ima- hard to imagine that tens of thousands of Cuban soldiers would quickly defeat 1,400 people. Well, like, I don't think they many. really understand loyalty. Like, just because you hate your leader doesn't mean you want somebody else coming in, some exactly. outside entity coming in. Yeah, I mean, I could think about past presidents. <laughs> that I wasn't so fond of, but it, you know, someone else coming in and just taking over our yeah, government. Like, hey, no. It's like you got your family loyalty. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, mom can say that, but not you, neighbor. Exactly. Get out of here. So there's 1,100 men of the 2506 brigade who were captured and sent to prisons in Havana. So there was about trying to think because i know that there's still people there in exile still uh because of the castro why are you snapping i don't know i just i Had suck at snapping and i just thought i'd practice right now <laughs> during the podcast that's good i'm proud of you <laughs> and i still suck at it <laughs> okay so kennedy uh Christmas 1962, Kennedy had sent a famous lawyer to then negotiate with Castro. His name was James Donovan, and he wanted to facilitate a prisoner exchange between the United States and the Soviet Union. Yeah, you can look at the photo. That's James Donovan pointing a finger. He's pointing a finger. Very authoritarian, white man. Bald white man pointing a finger. Mm -hmm. Exactly what you think that would look like. So he went to Havana for the first time. And on the next day, he met with Cuban leaders for four hours. He had several talks with Castro and they were trying to create some negotiations. Um, and the U.S. wanted in a like. We wanted more than we really had the right to ask for, like we we lost at that point, so. Rather than a humanitarian exchange, something which Castro demanded from the beginning. So he wanted some sort of like aid, uh, aid for the prisoners, that sort of thing. Um, He wanted Cuba to be compensated for the expense of the invasion as well, which to me makes sense. But months before their release, the prisoners had to face a public trial for treason because they were exiles. So many believe they would end up facing a firing squad because of that, but they were sentenced to 30 years in prison. The court also established that a sum of 62 million U.S. dollars would need to be paid to secure their release. Who has that kind of dough rolling around? Well, and just think about like, this is like literally your fault. Like you, like this is a flub up, if anything. A flub up. A flub up. You flubbed up and you're going to take $62 million away from the U.S. people now. Okay, but... 
By the end of December 1962, they did agree on releasing the prisoners in exchange for $53 million worth of medicine and food to Slap be up. distributed in Cuba to the Cuba. I'm like still that? thinking about how you spell that. A flub up. I was thinking F-L-U-B. I was thinking two up. Bs, maybe one word. Flub up. Flub up. Like flubber, A but flub, flub up. up. A flub up. <laughs> I could see that. Makes me think of dolphins for some reason. <laughs> uh so although it was you know in cuba these prisoners were um the prisoners who were released were obviously viewed very negatively when they came back to miami there's a lot of um, people were very happy to have them back so people say that they exchanged us for cans of baby food what <laughs> one person said but we did not feel humiliated because of our release cuba actually received a lot of clothing food and medications that the government distributed there um <laughs> so like that's good <laughs> but could you imagine like feeling like, you, like i'd oh. want to be at least the good baby food like not the nasty stuff uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> like i'd want to be like peaches and blueberries and not nasty old peas or that gross turkey mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so cuba relations still like cuba had the best way to get back at the u.s for this which was like just block us out of everything <laughs> and isolate um and actually how i ended up getting to this topic was looking at some other stuff um any Come, uh, many countries over history have isolated from U.S. Um, imperialistic invasion of sorts of trying to control their countries. So, hmm. yeah, this is just one example of that. So, George Ortega commented, would I be able one day to sit with one of them and have a drink together? I think it would be very difficult because all my comrades who fell or ended up mutilated. To talk, yes, Cuba is always open to dialogue, but there must be a quality of conditions. While there is still a U.S. trade embargo, this cannot be. And that's the sanctions that the U.S. put on them. The people of the brigade are mercenaries because they sold themselves to a country that hired them. They will always be enemies. They have never stopped being so. To this day from Miami, they have influenced and tried to decide supporting the U.S. blockade against our fatherland. It is true that former U.S. President Barack Obama was in Cuba some time ago, and he called for dialogue, but he also called to forget history. History is never forgotten. We always have it present. That's true. Mm -hmm. You can forgive, but you can't forget. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, Obama going there, I think, was helpful, but there's still a lot of just skepticism in general because uh you can see literally how from president to president, how that perspective can quickly change and not knowing the true intention of how, how that control in the country is going to be used. Cause we were profiting them off of them. Like completely we were. So their communistic ideologies aside, I think we were monetarily making a lot of money off of them and that got taken away. And I don't think the U.S. liked that. And it was about presentation during the Cold War, how we look to our own people. Oh, yeah. You definitely wanted to be powerful mm -hmm. to the world and your own people, for sure. So this flub up, this is a giant historical flub up in the U.S. And I like I don't remember being taught that well, like we I, just made this big giant error. I can see it being swept under the rug. Like, oh, we started a 
a war that we got our butts kicked in within three, three days, days. <laughs> <laughs> like three days on literally like false information and our CIA couldn't keep good secrets. Yeah, I mean, it Great. kind of seems par for the course for that time. Yeah, and then like literally stirring up like even more reason for Cuba to not interact with, like, I, I don't, it was just it's all bad. It's not fostering good relations. No, like it was a political nightmare. Um, yeah, so that's that. That's that's what I learned. Interesting. Three days of humiliation. Three days. And backpedaling by Kennedy on someone else's plan. I bet you Eisenhower would have probably gone more full because he that was his plan and he was excited about it. Full force. Yeah. And the full force may have. I mean, it probably would have been a political like he obviously since we had I don't hear about this. Kennedy kept it hush hush enough. But what would we have done if we pull out their leader, like put a puppet leader in or be colonists? Like, well, their whole thing is if as long as they're anti Castro then we can work with that because they were hoping it was some like, cause the anti-Castro folks were, were supposedly anti-communist supposedly. It's so like that, like, we know what's good for you kind of thing. And we're going to come in and help you figure out what's good for you. Cause we know. Well, and the whole cold war thing in general baffles me and is another future topic, but um, this, this was just one night I've, didn't no, know. thank you, because anything I don't know anything about that. Anything with history, I always want to learn in like an interesting format that's not boring. Yeah. So I mean, that might have been a little boring, but no, I was all in the whole time. It's basically like I had to teach a history class and I'm not a history teacher, but I did my darndest. No, I loved it. And thank I learned you. it today, too. So that makes it hard. But I enjoyed learning it. And and I love that you taught it to me. I just imagined all the CIA folks like shuffling <laughs> Like, it's just honestly comical that Kennedy gave them three days to rewrite the whole plan that they had in a year. And they painted planes. "Mm, I don't really (laughs) like that plan. Let's redo that. Mm -hmm. Let's paint the planes. We'll we'll shift it. How about this, Kennedy? We're going to have it in this quiet little cove in here where we can easily be trapped. (laughs) Like, (laughs) have no exit route. Yeah, let's go into their comfort zone and Mm -hmm. see how that fares. Yeah. And if they had so many people over there, like you would imagine somebody would say something like, hey, by the way, they all know you're here. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, you're being air raided. Hey, like, you're hiding behind the tree. We see you. Yeah. If you if we had two airstrikes hit major areas in the U.S., don't you think we'd be patrolling or like looking around? Hopefully. Mm-hmm. If we have any listeners in Cuba, please tell us like yeah, your well, point of view on this and also anything we mispronounce. Yes, because obviously this is um, also, even though it it talks about both sides, it still is written in the U.S. by U.S. journalists. Yeah, so. I'd love to hear like the insider mm-hmm. point of view from outside. I'm just so angry. <laughs> that I, from feel, outside. I just feel like we don't get taught things well, well like no, history, history, like at all. History, sex education. What else do we get taught? Well, hi- nothing. History, sex ed. We're still under the colonial influences of the fucking patriarchy. That's why. Well, do I have a topic for you? Do I'm I have so a excited treat for you. Yeah, Macy? yeah, great. Turn your laptop away from me. I am turning Don't it away. Don't worry, the, the mic actually was blocking it, but yeah. Okay. 
boy oh boy do i have a treat for you i have to say that again because i'm killing time while i <laughs> unlock boy, my laptop. oh boy <laughs> not stalling for time at all <laughs> i was out the other day you. and somebody approached me as often happens why does that happen because spokane's small it's it's not that small it's I've lived here a long time too, and nobody comes up to me. (laughs) (laughs) Someone came up and said, You look just like my aunt. Let me show you a picture of her. Oh, no. And pulls up on their phone a picture of their aunt. Is this going to get really racist? Really? Shows it to me. Mm -hmm. First of all, I'm pretty sure they didn't have any Asian in there, but. Really? Other than that, I, I didn't see any resemblance. They had bangs. I saw bangs. Like, okay, oh. we both have bangs. Yes. We're like twins then. Yeah. It was just like, <laughs> you look just like your aunt. And, I, and I'm trying to be nice. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know if I really see that, but Great. cool. Like, I'm glad you felt the need to invade my personal That's space awesome. Today. Yeah. And, um, so that just got me thinking and I remembered that for about 30 years my sister and I thought these photos of these two girls in our family photo album were us oh no and what? and when we were like like this was like 10 years ago we finally realized that it wasn't us who was it? It was some photos that my grandmother had took at like the some Japanese festival in San Francisco. <laughs> some other girls. And like we should have figured that out because we'd never owned kimonos. But- oh my gosh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> we always thought it was us because it was like two girls that sort of look yeah, like us. And it would be super cute if you had been dressed in We thought it was us, like always. Like, why is it in our family album then? If it's not us, we just assumed it was us. I mean, it... Yeah, no, I would assume that. Kind of... I mean, it looked like us, kind of. <laughs> Enough that we believed it was us. Okay, alright. So think about this, Macy. Mm-hmm. There's somebody else out there with your face. I hate that. I'm going to talk to you about doppelgangers tonight. Oh, that's fun. Oh, I'm excited. Is it? I, well, <laughs> I don't There's know. somebody out there with your face. I don't like it. Stop it. Okay, exactly. Are you going to doppelganger me? <laughs> what does that look like? I don't know how one doppelgangs somebody. I mean, it sounds Are you gonna like fu- it has to be consensual. Are you going to fubble up me? <laughs> Flub up. Flub up me. There you go. Not fubble up. <laughs> There's a photographer based in Montreal named Francois Brunel, who has been intrigued by the question of having somebody out there that looks like you. And he began his I'm not a lookalike series back in 1999 and has been tracking, tracing down and photographing two unrelated people who resemble each other so much that they could be twins. And he's uncovered hundreds of doppelgangers around the world. And he takes minimalist black and white photos. So you really can focus in on features. Features, So you're not distracted by like, oh, we have the same hair color. Mm -hmm. We have the same makeup. That's cool. Yeah, Yeah, we have the same Mm -hmm. shirt on. So really focusing on features. 
And so to date, he's photographed about 250 pairs in 32 cities around the world. And I just picked a couple to show you. Cool. Yes. So that's one pair. Oh, okay. They look a lot alike, right? Yeah. yeah. And this is just a couple. They're like better They have examples. like very similar eyebrows. Here's another pair. Oh, wow. Yep. 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 And this pair I found very striking. Look at this. Oh, wow. Yeah. They do look like twins. Like they have wow. the same face. Same teeth, same lips. Like nobody else has that face. Like it's such a unique face and they yeah, both have that it. that nose ridge bone, the The lip, whole upper, thing. Yeah, the upper, eyes. The eyes, yeah. Yeah, that lip that curls up on one mm-hmm, side. Mm-hmm. It's so Interesting. Fascinating. I'm really stressed out. Are you, did you find my doppelganger? No, but. Why not? Just hold tight. Okay. Oh, wait. So. This photographer, Francois Brunel, says, of course, the lookalikes are not the same. They look alike, not much more. But then that's what fascinates, fascinates me, that someone out in this world is looking at himself in the mirror and seeing more or less the same thing that I am seeing in my mirror. Which I don't brings like it. us <laughs> down to the question, who am I exactly? I don't know. Am I what I see in my reflection or something else that cannot be defined and is invisible to the eyes, even my own? I'm the many voices in my head. It's really interesting, though. Sometimes I forget, like, I'll forget that I have, like, I have a lot of tattoos. And then sometimes, like, I'll be changing. Like, oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Who is that? Yeah. Like, oh, and I haven't looked at my back oh, in a me. while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I've... I really want to feel like I'm unique. Like that's something I like about myself. Finally, like I never like growing up, mm-hmm. I wanted nothing more than than to, to not be unique. Fit in. <laughs> like I wanted. I used to cry about my name. I hated it because it was so different. Like nobody was named Naomi. I wanted to be Tina or Michelle. Like Ew. why Ew. can't I be Tina or Michelle? Oh, why? Gosh. You're so gross right now. But that was Tina, what I felt. Really, that's a llama in Napoleon Dynamite. I know that. I'm sharing my personal struggle. I mean, now I love being unique, but but then now it's like, okay, maybe I'm not unique when I could have up to seven doppelgangers out there. Okay. Which is what up research shows. Wow. I, I would just like to say I wanted to be unique. And then the KFC guy told me my eyeliner did not make me unique. So <laughs> opposite problem. I've gone through all this work of like self-acceptance and self-love. I'm finally there. I'm like, I am unique. I love that about me. I'm a unicorn. It's like, no, I'm a, I'm one of a herd of unicorns. Fuck that. I'm not a unicorn. I'm, (laughs) I don't have anything else to say. I just know I'm not a unicorn. Two people who share uncanny similarities but are not related are doppelgangers. Where did that word come from? Do you, do you know? I didn't look that up. I oh, should have. Maybe you should look that up for a check-in. I will. Good. I hope you do. I'll have my Cuba Bay of Pigs thing Fine. for you, too. Let's report back. Giving me freaking homework. Who does Let's that? Let's check in. Fine. Some doppelgangers have shared similarities beyond looks, such as interests or personality body language some have similar jobs Hmm. there is a website dedicated to helping you find your lookalike no way 
Oh, it, I hate it. It's called twinstrangers.net. That sounds like a porno site. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> they should come up with a better name. <laughs> Using AI facial recognition (laughs) software, the site will compare you to millions of others from around the world. The site has been collecting faces since 2015, which immediately made me think of Game of Thrones (laughs) (laughs) and the Hall of Faces. Yes, that they never came back to. So, because I know that you would want me to. I signed up on the website. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Wait, okay. Would you like to see my twins? (laughs) I'm readjusting for better viewing pleasure. Did you bring popcorn? So I'm crying. Keep in mind, like it all depends on the photo you submit. Do you have to pay money for this? No, it's free. Oh. It's totally free for like up to I think five different photo submissions. Okay. Because it all depends on. So you submitted photos of yourself? I submitted one. I did one. Okay. And oh, there's still still battle cry. I mean, it really, I think a lot of it is like the angle. So they do suggest you give different angles of your face. Makes sense. Okay. All right. Bring it on. Tell me, tell me, tell me. My twins. Twins? Are there multiple? They give you a whole freaking thing. (gasps) Okay. All right. Show me, show me, show me. Based on like how close they are to You've saved no matches. Wait, where did they go? Oh my gosh. Oh no, their twins are gone. Do you have to resubmit your photo every day? I thought it would save them. All right, I'll do it again right now. Does it, is it instantaneous? Yeah, it's instantaneous. Oh my gosh, you're going to, you need to do it for me too. I did this, uh, a photo from our podcast. Okay. So you get five free uploads. Apparently they don't save them for you, which is stupid twinstrangers.net. Sound like a porno site hate you okay okay here we go here's my twins 78 percent match what i still have no twins what there was a whole list before wait maybe you have to oh there you go two results this says i have 500 something results oh 549 click on it this yeah look it has an arrow next to it oh here they are (laughs) oh my god i just don't know what i'm doing no and look you can send a private message oh that's do you think that person looks like me? Um, I think they actually look like they have a little Asian or something. Yeah, I do there. see the yeah, yeah. The, or maybe like Icelandish. Yeah, yeah. That's where my skinny eyes come from. Well, that person. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, so they start with the highest match and then they go down. Okay, okay. But keep in mind also that this is only people that have submitted their faces to this website. Okay, so it's like the like uh dna things like it's yeah. only those who are in the okay bucket. i see nothing there what i kind of see I, do, I see the long jaw oh maybe it's a long face your long, long head your long head it's a long head <laughs> she has a long head we both have a long head she's from canadia canadia okay no i, I don't know that nothing. country no that person looks like a karen oh my god that person's 85 years old no fuck you twin strangers but, no, but what does she have Long head. Long head. She has long head. Oh my god, I have a long head. Here's a US person. She has a very long head. Does she? Eyebrows. It's the eyebrows. It's the eyebrows. It's the eyebrows. Yep. <sighs> long yeah. head. Long head. What? Oh my god, it's confirmed. I have a long head. Long head. 
Okay, I like this person's hat a lot. Yeah, I would actually probably is... PM them for maybe a date. Yeah, like nice hat. <laughs> no, I like your I style. I like your eyebrows. Yeah, you look like you have a sassy look. It kind of looks like they're in a police station, to be honest. They may be a um, Mountie. I, and then you scroll to the next one who's actually against a brick wall. No, this or... is the person that's the police officer. This is person being arrested. Yes, exactly. Well, this one is totally understood. Upside down. Nothing with that one. Nothing. Other, this looks like my friend Perla. Other than long face. Her. Long face is the theme. How do why do people submit photos upside down? Okay. Eyebrows. So now we're getting further These are nose? further away that, from the, the nose. The nose was similar on that one. You think that I don't know if that nose a what little, are you talking about. A little bit of that nose. What? Yeah. A narrow bridge and a wide bottom. That is not me. <laughs> It's not as wide as, as hers. That one, how do you even know? She literally took it behind a table. And I hate that <laughs> all her nail polish is chipped off. Yeah, so right away, it's she, like, no, you are not my twin stranger. Um, wh- Who are these people that you're... St- <laughs> no, now it's just random <laughs> the people. The quality is going way down. Well, now at, we're in the at, low at, 60s at, for 66 matches. At 66%, the quality has been... No, it's I way see down. Nothing. I see nothing. Okay. I need to do it for me. You need to do it. Okay, how do I do it? You have to can submit you, a photo. Can you create create it for me? You well, have photos I, of me. I know, but it would take time. You have to crop it and resize it. And stuff. Uh, well, let's not do it now. I'll do it later. Yeah, do it later. I'll share it with you. Twinstrangers.net. I feel like that's no, going to oh flag God, you me should on do something. The other half of that picture, because it's a picture of us together. I cropped okay. you out. Sorry. You did specifically pick one that had a filter on it, which probably wasn't a good I'm idea. I'm sorry I cropped this. you out. It's okay. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I've been cropped out of a few photos in my time. So I really debated, did I want to upload my photo? Because now my photo's in this system. Oh, so now like they can see you in there? Yes, they're seeing my face come up and they're like, oh no, not a match. Ew, a carrot, that, that, that. Long face. Ew, look at that purple bang. Look at the long head. Look at long head. I don't have a long head. (laughs) I bet her earphones cover her ears. (laughs) Totally. But I did it for the pod. I did it for you. To tell you the truth. I have no shame. I'll do it. Okay, good. You do it. All right. Cool. (sighs) That's exciting. Did that stress you out? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There are a lot of classic doppelganger movies. (laughs) Yeah, there are actually. Vertigo, Mulholland Drive invasion of the body snatchers and the thing Mm. and for research i watched a new one which is called cam have you seen that no have you seen orange is the new black yes you know the girl that plays the little methy one yes so she's like a cute cam girl in cam okay who gets doppelganged oh that's creepy (laughs) (laughs) my face maybe that's not a term i should use Oh, oh, I see. I thought you were making fun of my facial expression. No, I wasn't. I was making I, I was fun like, of my brain. Did I underestimate my face in that moment? No, sorry. <laughs> you like really freaked out. No, I'm like, that's probably not something I should she, say. She's buzzed and she apologizes for saying that. You want to hear a little science? She that was the that was the angle of the show, to be fair. Science. Science. The science behind doppelgangers. It's thought that everyone on earth has a lookalike. Everyone, even you. Even me. Scientists say there are probably seven pretty good replicas of us out there. You know, I'll take pretty good any day. (laughs) And at least one dead ringer. 
I have seen doppelgangers to my sister quite often. Have you? I've never told her that, but there's been a lot of times at the mall where I'm like, is that my sister? (laughs) (laughs) And then it's not. People have said I look like Punky Brewster. Who's that? Soleil Moonfry? With bangs, like a child Punky Brewster, this one. Okay. I don't see it. Me neither. Bangs. That's what people like. No, they just get fixated on the bangs. Yeah, maybe that's why, because I also get Bjork. And Bjork has bangs. Bjork is Icelandish. In Icelandish. She's an Icelandish. Is it because she has squinty eyes like me? I guess. It's hard to tell. I mean, like, this is more of like. See, I don't have that nose. I don't know. Or the thick eyebrows. Yeah, people are dumb. Really bad at guessing doppelgangers. <laughs> so, in the research, when they brought these twin strangers together, and that uh, website, they actually have a YouTube channel where they film bringing people together from around the world and they spend a few days together. Could you and- imagine meeting one of those amazing people on that list? Maybe you will now. They know you, you and they know what country you live in. Does it say, do you have to give more details than that? You can DM them. Oh gosh. I know. Please let me know if you get DMs. If I get DMs. <laughs> I'm so excited. You should definitely meet up with me. And if it becomes a mm. porno, don't invite me. I oh, if it becomes a real doppelgang, <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, I will not invite you. <laughs> doppelgang. Um, Did you just create something? I there? created something. Um, so research says that. When they come together, they, for the most part, they love each other and they trust each other because they look like each other. I, I have already, I've thought about this before and I would end them. I would smother (laughs) them with a pillow. There can only be one. There can only be one. All seven would go down in their slumber. I trust no one, especially if they have my face. Trust no one. Question everything. Tim Spector. A genetic professor at King's College in London That's in the Department of Twin King Research. Spectre. He has studied doppelgangers. Will you put your glasses on? You going in and out is really distracting. You don't like my squint? No, you just like weave into the camera and then you weave out of the camera and then you weave in. And I'm just watching you very I'm closely sorry. now. I, I turned my chair to face you for that whole thing. And it's like I... a podcast dolphin diving day. <laughs> it's not. This is why we don't film on po- real podcast nights. There's way too, too much, much going on in here. It's just too much. And we need to let her guard down. <laughs> you you make us anxious, but that's, you know, we love you. We do it for you. We do it for you. And us, but. Mostly. Mostly us. Mostly us, but we love you too. But we love you and appreciate you. Yeah, we appreciate you. I, I actually looked up the word appreciates and I think that we use that too lightly now. Do we? How yeah. about gratitude? I know we use that too lately. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate really is encompassing, like, is is kind of like gratitude for the whole entity the whole person and i don't i it's just i do appreciate anybody that listens to us i appreciate the fact that they take the time i appreciate you and i question you i know but like but that's the fun part right like we we already know like the type of person it takes to listen to us because it's us want you to be my actual friend in real life and will you be and she she says that but that may not be true no i'm i'm really serious about that at least I want to like you don't got enough look time. into it. We appreciate I just want to consider it. You want to consider it. Well, it's yeah. because like 
it takes a certain person to listen to us. I know. And I'm like, you could be like a friend. Yeah. Yeah. If you've gotten this far, 135 episodes in, <laughs> we could be friends. What are we doing with our life? I don't know. Okay. Well, we're still here. So Tim Spector. Back to Tim. Mr. Tim Spector. I really like his last name. He uses advanced facial mapping systems that measure every contour of the face. And he goes deep. It's not just surface. It's mm-hmm. like deep. It's not, not just my pudgy. No, he parts. goes into bone structure. Hmm. Some doppelgangers are as similar as identical twins wow. in their appearance. Some of those pictures of like true doppelgangers, like we're close. Yeah. And some are actually as close as identical twins. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. DNA testing proves that some of these folks just look the same by chance. They are defined as strangers. So not related okay. up to 20,000 years ago. What's the name of that site? Twinstrangers.net. Are you going to submit a photo? You have to do the other half of the same photo I submitted. I don't have to do that. Yeah, because it'll be cute. Is it? Yeah. This pulls up like a porno site. It looks, it's like blonde oh, hair, blue eyes. It's a lot of canoodling. Canoodling. Like, why are they giving sexy eyes to the camera? <laughs> I watched both of their reunions. Did you? Was it yeah, cute? Yeah, they got together in L.A. Their ancestry has almost zero similarity for some. So some are not related at all. But for others, DNA testing shows there is a surprise shared ancestor and they're actually related. Oh, interesting. How can two people who are so genetically different be so physically similar? Tell me how. Because our gene pool is not that varied. Hmm. What are the benefits and risk of having a doppelganger, Macy? Will that one murder you in the night? Would that be a benefit or a risk? A risk. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, That'd be a risk for your doppelganger. Yeah, another risk could be that one would commit a crime and it looks like you. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Another it thing, just like you. Another thing would be if one is just kind of a crappy person in general. And people think it's you. Yeah, and people think it's you. Yeah. Um, just knowing that they're looking into your soul in the mirror. Out there somewhere. Out there somewhere is a negative for sure. Yeah. Um, knowing that they're gonna have children that look sort of like you, just That's populating weird. spawn into the world. Ooh, so you could have doppelganger children with your children. I hate that. I hate that too. I don't like it. That's at all. weird. This is the only picture I have on my computer, so I have to use it. Okay, let's see what comes up. Um, A benefit that some twin strangers have reported is that they find it very comforting to know that someone else out there looks like them. I don't find it. I I mean, this was for some who reported always feeling like they look. I have to put my real name. Is this like for real? Like I, I did realsies. Why? I don't know. I feel like it's my real face, so I might as well put my real name. I'm not. <laughs> nope. Well, you're going to have to explain that when they PM you. I don't care. I'm not going to answer them back. So for some who always <laughs> felt like bad about their appearance, like they looked weird or funny, they found it actually helped their self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And it was confidence boosting to know that they had somebody else out there that looked like them. 
some of these twin strangers that have met have formed bonds for life. Life bonds? I just, like, I don't need that many more people. I'm good. If somebody actually really looked like me, I would consider meeting them. Consider. Can I be nearby in case you need saving? Yes. Okay. Because if I have to go to Icelandia, I definitely need some saving. Well, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that wants to kill their doppelganger. So, as I look at my doppelganger, I don't really want to. Just throwing that out there. Oh my God. Hurry up and look up yours. I'm trying. I know I told you those. I guarantee you they're going to ask my, for me to verify my email. Okay. Keep going. That's all my topic. Oh, that's it? I'm sorry. That's it. Okay. Well, I did a thing and then it literally just disappeared. I'm sorry. How, where did it go though? I don't know. I told you. It just brought me back to the main page. I think this one looks the most like me of all of mine, but we definitely have a different nose on top. Definitely different nose. Your lips are way different. What are you talking about? I don't think she looks like you at all. We have the same bangs. Log it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, me and my sister say we look alike all the time. I have 527 results with a 78%. All right, let's see. I'm so anxious. You have to go to your twins right there. No, you press the arrow button. We figured this out. Oh, Oh my God. Ah! She actually looks like you kind of. I hate it. I hate it. You have to PM her. No, I don't. You actually look kind of like her. I lied about my name. Well, you can release. I said I'm Mercia lead. You can disclose that later. She does have my similar face and nose and eyes and necklace and eyebrow. And I would would probably wear that necklace. Oh, my God. That's your new BFF. I hate this. (gasps) What? Is that you? No. Are you sure? Stop it. Okay, that I don't see anything there. That looks that one actually looks like you when you were a little kid. Mm. I don't like that long braid though. Is that Hermione? Mm. <laughs> Are you upset Which right one? now? I don't know. Isn't it crazy? Oh is my that god! That one I'm gonna look like when I'm older. Yes, that is you in twenty years. I'm sweating. That is you in fucking twenty years. I mean, not bad. Okay, I no wrong guys. Okay, no. Okay, you're getting far away. It's only 73% and it seems way off. Why did now. you get way more matches than me? 72%. Oh my god, is that you? No. <laughs> no, that one is you. No, Go back to the pole one. That one is fucking you. Are you kidding me? Nose is different. Look how look how big I know, but think about if if you put Okay, I dare you to post one of these on your Facebook page oh. and see if anybody notices that it isn't you. No. Oh, we should both do Let's that. Let's both do that. <laughs> Let's both, Let's do, both that. do that as a dare. Okay, okay that's you when you were a 12. That, see, that could be you now. That oh one God. could. Oh my gosh, I hate this so much. She just looks nothing like That me. one looks nothing like you. But no. some of the, no. that one, I could see you posting that. I hate that. And people not knowing the fucking difference. I don't think people look at us as close as we look at ourselves. You know what I mean, though? Good test. Let's see here. Like, I think we know ourselves way more than, like, we obsess probably too much in the mirror more than other people look at us. (laughs) No. Okay, I'm going to scroll back up to my topsies. Find the top one. Okay. We both have to post our number one. How about that? This one. No, people would know no, that's that does not, not look like it because my hair is too 
That one does not look There's like There's this one. What do you think? Okay. Okay. We will do, we will finish we're gonna doing debate. this off the clock. We're not going to waste we're your gonna time. We're going to experiment <laughs> and we're going to each post one on our Facebook and act like it's us and see if people notice. Until next time, avoid the biggest flub up. And there can only be one.